Hey y'all, welcome back to the Nolcast. This is Bud Elliott. I'm just going to do a little solo edition today. Uh, we have a couple things to get to, but most importantly, we need to get to the questions that we did not get to in last uh, what last Tuesday's episode. I thought it was a pretty good episode. A lot of good feedback on Twitter, the message boards, etc. Really appreciate you guys giving us those five stars on iTunes. If you've been having problems finding us on, on Apple Podcasts, which you know used to be called iTunes, uh, you're not alone. Actually, the podcast industry is experiencing some problems with the Apple product right now, especially if you downloaded that new iOS update. So uh, if you're somebody who uses Spotify or Google Podcasts or Overcast or something like that, I I would strongly recommend subscribing to us on multiple platforms. Yes, you might get an extra notification here and there on your phone, uh, but if Apple's messing up or if one of them are messing up, you have a backup option so you never miss the Nolcast. Something else you should never miss, obviously, Louisiana Hot Sauce. Three something ingredients, one fantastic product. Big Louisiana Hot Sauce fan here. They've been a longtime supporter of the show. This will be a shorter show, so let's go ahead and get into this. I think we have six or seven remaining questions, and uh, I wanted Ingram to be here for these, but at the same time, our schedules didn't really link up for another one, So, uh, which is mostly on me. Let's go ahead uh, and take Nolan's question. Nolan asked, is there a recruit you don't talk about a lot that you think will sign with Florida State? Now, the answer, Nolan, is no, because like, I'm not under any kind of gag order from a staff. And if I thought that Florida State was going to sign a player, I would I just tell you, I would talk about them more. But I will note that I think there are some players who maybe FSU has a better shot to sign than how much we talk about them indicates. So from that perspective, yeah, and I, I do have a couple names there. Uh, the, the one I want to point to, though, is probably Antavius Woody. Now, I've not seen Antavius Woody in person. He's an off-the-tackle prospect from Lafayette, Alabama. This is most likely going to be an Auburn-Florida State battle here. I know Georgia Tech is also in the mix a little bit. USC offered back in February. He's a good shot putter uh, as well. Two-way starter. Pretty damn good football player, in, in my opinion. And I know Alex, Ak- Alex Atkins has a really good relationship with him. And he wants to come visit. And I, I think FSU is in a better position there than maybe than maybe how much we talk about Woody indicates. He's a three-star prospect on, on 24-7 sports. Actually listed, I believe, as a guard on 24-7. He's a tackle. Uh, on some other sites. Again, it's hard to know what he's going to be if you haven't seen him in person. Listed 6'5", 270. Uh, but still an interesting prospect nonetheless is Antavius Woody and, and somebody who maybe we'll start talking about a little bit more as he comes down to visit. Right, uh, Marat asks, uh, please don't feel obligated to answer or discuss this question as it has nothing to do with Florida State or football or college. Well, uh, watching the NBA playoffs, my son, who is 19, and I wondered if the old-timers of the NBA could beat a team with the current best players in the league. We picked the following players to form our past and present top five teams. Who do you think would win a game played at the peak of everyone involved in a matchup? Our current team consists of Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, and Jokic. Our old-timer team consists of Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, also, this question made me realize how little NBA I actually watch with the sound on. I 
do live bet NBA some. So I, I know these guys' names, but I realize I've never actually had to say them uh, out loud. So that's interesting. I'll go to a couple of Magic games a year typically. The answer is that the, the modern team would smoke the old team. It's just how humans evolve, right? Like if you put the 93 Florida State team up, up against the, the 2013 FSU team, 2013 is going to smoke them. The only way to compare teams from different eras is to basically take and say, how dominant were they against their competition? And even that in certain sports has is sort of problematic, right? If you played baseball before integration, well, you know, like the, the, the talent pool was less. But I, yeah, ultimately the training methods, the, the recovery times, these guys are not, you've seen the famous photo of the dude who played for Kansas City. I forgot what his name was. The quarterback who was smoking in a chair at halftime of, of the Super Bowl. Like, that just doesn't happen anymore. Guys are in much better shape. They're physically stronger. They're bigger. They're faster. They use more data in their training. That's not to say there aren't guys who played in the 80s who could still be good players in the league now. But like, I really don't think a lot of those guys would would be the stars in today's game that they were in their own time because just the average player is so much more athletic than they used to be. That's just humans evolving. Uh, speaking of evolving, you really need to evolve and get on board with the legendary team. If you need to get a home loan or a refi, 844-FSU-LOAN. It's 844-FSU-LOAN. Shannon and Chad do a tremendous job. Uh, I actually got one of their awesome legendary shirts today. If you are in the market to get one, um, it, either I've been working out a whole lot or it, it's definitely uh, fitted. So, but it lo- looks great anyway. Really nice fishing shirt from those guys that sent me. Appreciate it. And uh, we've sent out some shirts to our listeners as well who have used the legendary team for their home loan, 844 FSU loan. So, Thomas wants to know wh- what is the staff doing right now? That's actually a really good question. Some of them can take some vacation, uh, most of them right now are preparing for for camps. They are thinking about what they're going to teach at the camp. They're working on any, any sort of you know, backup resources. What happens if it rains like crazy? What are they going to show the kids so the kids still get a good camp experience? They are coordinating with their position groups to the extent allowed by the NCAA in terms of talking. They are setting up Zoom meetings and working with the analysts to put together packages for the individual players on. Uh, literally what they want them to what they want them to improve on and using clips of last year or if they're a transfer last year at their prior school to show examples of of reps that they liked and then reps that they did not like so that's going on they're also working you know with the analysts to uh, discuss what happened in last year's games as the analysts break down tendencies of all the teams that FSU played so they can create cutups and this this is kind of the lonely work, if you will, that is done in the summer. So it's recruiting and it's season prep. They're not nearly as busy right now as they are during the season. I mean, they, they have some, some real downtime. They can get a lot of Xbox time in if they want to, or you know, hopefully some time with their families, do a little travel. Uh, we, we know some have, have been on vacation. That's pretty normal. You know, if, if you guys are like me, you got a lot of vacation time built up because really didn't take a whole lot or any during COVID. But that, that's basically what they're doing right now in addition to all the, the regular recruiting stuff. And, um, the strength coaches obviously are 
are working with the guys uh, to the extent allowed by the NCAA. And so that's going to be more in-person contact or uh, contact by them. All right. Uh, Lucas asks, uh, what level of excitement should I have for the possibility of Kane Madden joining the squad? So Kane Madden, of course, is the offensive lineman from Marshall. Looks like a really good player. We discussed with him ad nauseum in the last episode. And Kane Madden is, I think, a pretty big time player. What level of excitement should I have about the possibility of him? I would say be pretty excited. At this point, I would take FSU over the field, I guess, is the best way to put that. Uh, oh, he continues. He has some options. Excuse me, Lucas. Lucas says, hey, uh, here are the options. Like my brisket just came off the Kamado Joe level of excited, uh, or you know, maybe not sure what my expectations should be here if he comes or if we're just a top option for him. Thanks for the show and somehow keeping my interest in Florida State football alive through these dark times. Hey, you know, I, I feel like uh, if, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And if you're always excited about everything, people get old when it, you know, people think it gets old when it doesn't come true. So we, we try to be you know, as real as possible. But Kane Madden is certainly a player to be excited about. I, I do think he's a guy who has options. Obviously, it's a little bit later in the game. So maybe a little bit more limited options that he would have had a couple months ago. But still, uh, FSU is trying to build something here. And I think they, most likely we'll get Kane Madden. And if they do, I expect him to come in and start and uh, to be, I think he'll actually win a decent share of his matchups. And more importantly, not be totally overwhelmed in too many matchups like he was, or excuse me, like Florida State was at a lot of times over the last uh, four seasons. Now, I think it is worth noting too that Coming from Marshall, that that league does not produce really any top defensive linemen. Uh, Florida State's probably had more defensive linemen drafted in the last decade than the entire than that entire conference has. So there will be some adjustment period for him playing that level of talent across the line of scrimmage. But I still think if you dominate competition that is okay competition, that is still. Of, of signature significance. That still matters to a level where we can say, okay, this guy can play. You just saw the NFL draft a kid from Wisconsin, Whitewater, who's like a, what is that, D3, I believe, because he dominated so thoroughly at that level. By the way, I do want to strongly encourage you guys to visit Madison Social and Township. I know when I'm up there for Mega Camp, I'll be hitting them both up. Awesome time there. Great food, great people. Really excited that, I mean, just being real here, that, that Madso and Township made it through the pandemic when a whole lot of restaurants really struggled. You guys were loyal in supporting them, buying gift cards, getting takeout when you when you were in town, you know, or if you live in town, even better. That's awesome. And uh, really, really excited to actually get back up there and go to Madso in person more. So pretty pumped about that. And really excited to hear Congruity continues to get, get inquiries from our listenership hoping to grow their business even more. If you need your business optimized, give Congruity a shout. Matt Lewis is the guy to call. Congruity is your business optimized. All right. Uh, Then got a couple more here tonight. Uh, Josh, we did get your question. I want to tell you, we're going to make that into an entire show, I believe. It's actually, I think it's good enough to be a whole show. So that's a pretty special question that you've asked. Also, it is like three pages long. So uh, reading it will, will kill 10 minutes of the show. Uh, Sean says, hey, can FSU find a way to take two more transfers? So the answer actually, surprisingly, and, and I asked about this, the answer is yes. 
FSU could actually take up to think about this. So if Kane Madden is is Kane Madden basically puts them at their limit, but they can take more than that. FSU actually could take up to 12 more transfers in theory. Now, here's how you do it. It's not free. If they take a transfer that they cannot fit into this class technically, you could do it and you can get them into school right now. But it costs you two scholarships from the next class. So it's not a one-for-one trade, but a one-for-two trade, which would mean they would reduce their scholarship availability in the next class uh, by two. That's not something that typically schools are going to do. However, I was a little bit surprised to learn that Florida State has actually considered this option as a coaching staff. And they are considering it if a certain prospect, who I don't think they're expecting this to happen, by the way, but if a certain level of prospect jumped in the portal, who decided, hey, man, it, it, I just I got to play for FSU. That is just what I want to do. If that was to happen, I believe they would actually do it or strongly consider doing it if they could actually get the kid in. But we, we need to be talking about like another Jermaine Johnson-level prospect to play opposite of him on the defensive line, uh, an upper you know, power five starting off as a tackle, maybe a big-time receiver, something like that. You know, it, This is only something that would happen, I think, if you had... Like a head coach at a school get fired for for conduct in the offseason. And even then, it's extremely unlikely that, that this would ever occur. And so I don't believe it's going to happen. But if you're an old fan out there, I think you have to be comforted by the fact that uh, Mike Norvell and his staff have at least considered the option uh, if, if that level of player did jump into the portal. But good question, Sean. So yeah, I'm glad we have some clarity on that. But as I understand it, Kane Madden, assuming he comes, which again, you know, you know what they say about assumptions, but assuming Kane Madden comes, he will be their last available scholarship. They don't have two more open in this class that, that are that are freely available without penalty. I, I hope that answers your uh, your question. And then Kevin asks, uh, "Hey, have you heard anything about James Wilder being hired?" I I saw some some like noise on this about Twitter over the weekend. I, I feel like Twitter always tries to get every former uh, alum hired in some form or fashion. And I I got to tell you, uh, no, I have not heard anything about James Wilder being hired. That doesn't mean that it wouldn't happen. I don't want to speak out of turn here. Uh, but speculating on my part, they have hired a whole lot of guys who I would define as like relationship Types, guys who are hired primarily because of who they know and maybe not what they do. And I don't think that's a bad thing to do, at least in the short term at FSU, to, to literally buy some Rolodex. Because that's, that's what, you, what you need to do to make some connections to get some recruiting going. And recruiting is going pretty well right now for all the factors we've discussed, including, like, I feel like we've been way, way ahead out of this trend as, as a podcast, but the fact that they have probably 22-ish spots that they they can use for high school players this year. And a lot of schools are going to take like seven or eight high school kids. There is a limit to how many guys you want to hire for their connections. And absent James Wilder having like a history of coaching, I don't know what your 
I don't know what you're hiring him for. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, what what would he do? I, I would need more information uh, on on that. I don't think you would hire him just because he's a legend in Tampa. Now, maybe he's doing some things that I'm not aware of in Tampa. That's certainly possible. I don't want to assume that he's not. Uh, but no, as far as being hired actually for the football team, I I don't think that uh, is necessarily something that is is imminent. Could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but nobody over there has told me about that. And you know, I I, I usually have a decent idea of what they're going to do in regards to that. Uh, oh, some some more news. We got some game times here. The first two games on FSU slate are night games, and Wake Forest is, I believe, a three thirty game. So if you're coming to Tallahassee for obviously the Notre Dame game and then the Cupcake Contest. That's great. Party at Madso all day. Tailgate a little bit. Don't have to be out there just getting absolutely baked in the sun in those aluminum you know, stands of Doke. That's pretty cool. You know, Got to be pretty excited about that. Anyway, guys, this has been the sort of little bonus null cast, and I'm, I'm happy to do it. We'll join you again, I think, next week. But if not, then certainly the week after. May put something in the can uh, on, on Monday morning. I'm going to be out of town on a little trip and I will see you guys when we get back. Five stars as always on Apple Podcasts. If you can, keep us the number one podcast by a mile like we've been for just about a decade now. Thanks, y'all. Have a good one. This has been the Nolcast. The Nolcast is created and hosted by Bud Elliott and Ingram Smith, music by Judson Wright, and produced by Justin Robinson. Go Knowles. Go Knowles.